John Skillman, and this is the Sober Dad Podcast, where we talk about raising kids and not glasses. I'm going to start this episode off with a little poem, and it goes a little something like this. The Man in the Glass. When you get what you want in your struggle for self, and the world makes you king for a day, just go to a mirror and look at yourself, and see what that man has to say. For it isn't your father or mother or wife whose judgment upon you must pass. The fellow whose verdict counts most in your life is the one staring back from the glass. Some people may think you a straight-shooting chum and call you a wonderful guy. But the man in the glass says you're only a bum if you can't look him straight in the eye. He's the fellow to please, never mind all the rest, for he's with you clear up to the end. And you've passed your most dangerous, difficult test if the man in the glass is your friend. You may fool the whole world down the pathway of years and get pats on the back as you pass. But your final reward will be heartache and tears if you've cheated the man in the glass. That was a poem from some AA literature that was given to me by uh, a friend that I met in the program when I first joined. And I read that every single day when I walk into my office and sit in my chair. And it just keeps reminding me the way I felt about myself when I was in my addiction. And how I, like it says, I couldn't look at the man in the glass. I didn't recognize myself when I would walk into the bathroom, past the mirror, and I would catch a glimpse of myself stumbling, staggering, you know, um, I just hated who I was. And, you know, when I'm hungover in the morning and go into the bathroom and just looking at how miserable and tired I look, I looked way older than I even do now. And it's just a, a good reminder about self-care and becoming friends with yourself again, liking yourself and, you know, loving yourself, which is something I still struggle with. I'm a very self-critical person and I'm the last person to give myself credit for things or pat myself on the back. So that poem is a big part of my morning. It's one of the first things I start my morning with and I highly recommend it to anyone who, um, you know, has some trouble with uh, self-love and self-respect. It'll motivate you to want to change things about yourself that you don't like. So let's look at a couple of things that you can do to, for one, uh, boost self-esteem and maybe get a little more, you know, love in your life as far as uh, self-love goes. So first and foremost, being sober is a lot better than being sick and hungover and drunk all the time. So a big confidence booster for me and self-esteem boost was getting sober. After I got through that first little rough patch and... You know, like I talked about before, that pink cloud hit me like, um, yeah, that was a big confidence booster. I felt great. I felt like a king, you know, could take on anything. And as I talked about before, got to be sure that when we get those feelings, 
you don't try to take on the world all at once. You know, easy does it. And just, um, you know, start little and take on some stuff. And if something becomes too much of a thing, then slow down for a while. It'll still be there. Another thing that I'm not great about doing is, like, self-affirmations. But, you know, they got those cute little calendar things you can get that have like affirmations on them. There's cards you can buy. Um, but just telling yourself something every day is, you know, something that'll help boost your confidence. Like I could say, Hey, I'm not that shitty of a dad. You know, that's a pretty good uh, affirmation as far as I'm concerned. You know, none of my kids died today. They, uh, none of them got hurt, didn't have to go to the hospital. So I could pat myself on the back for that. Got them all fed and bathed and, you know, now they're all sleeping. It's pretty, pretty big win for me, you know. So other things are stop comparing yourself to others. And I've heard this quote many times on many podcasts and stuff, but comparison is the thief of joy. And uh, that's a yes and a no for me. Um, as far as sitting in the rooms of AA and talking to other alcoholics, I personally think comparison, as long as you're comparing yourself to the other alcoholics or other addicts or whatever... Um, if you're looking for similarities in your stories, it'll help you connect with them more. But if you're comparing so that you can find the differences, then yeah, that could be a problem. But as far as, um, you know, comparing yourself to just other people like, oh, I'm not as good as him or, you know, she's got all this and I'm just a big lump of shit, you know, that's not going to be beneficial for you. So try to, you know, limit that. Or if you feel those feelings creeping in, just redirect them. Be like, how can I get what they have? What do I need to do in my life to get to that point? And that's a more constructive way than just putting yourself down all the time and thinking that you're never going to get what you want. Uh, another one would be uh, hygiene. Uh, I know I've heard lots of stories in the rooms and things that, uh, you know, you just don't bathe, don't clean yourself, don't brush your hair, brush your teeth, all that stuff. Uh, for me, I pride myself on my hygiene. So even in the thick of it, I was still not a dirty person but there would be times where uh, even to my higher standards i still feel like i'd be hung over and be like shit i just don't want to take a shower i don't want to do anything you know everything felt like an effort but then i would jump in the shower and then it'd actually feel a little bit better so uh that's something you can do just take care of yourself i mean if you want to feel better about yourself, you don't want to be walking around stinking and having, you know, nasty teeth and stuff. So I guess what I'm going with that is just uh, take a bath, smelly. I don't know. Doing something for other people's also, you know, a big thing. I know that uh, there's some mixed messages going on there. You know, like you're supposed to be selfless and don't do anything 
you know, for yourself. But like, let's be real. Everybody does things for other people because it makes them feel good. I mean, I do stuff for other people in the program. We have a, a neighbor who's elderly that can't do a lot around her house. And I've been helping her out with stuff for a long time now. And yeah, I mean, I don't accept anything monetary from her, but I mean, I feel pretty good after doing that. Like whether it's bringing her trash cans to the curb or walking her dog or looking after her house or something when she was in the hospital, everybody that does charity or, you know, helps other people, there is something in it for you too. It's self-worth. You feel good about yourself when you're doing it and you shouldn't feel bad about feeling good about yourself. I mean, you're giving to somebody else. The least that you can get back is a little self-respect. Like, don't go do victory laps and post on your Instagrams and your Twitters and all that stuff about, you know, oh, I'm such a good person. I did this thing today. But, you know, you just know that when you see that person later on or whatever, they'll give you a little wink and a nod or whatever, and you can just no, take that with you and know that you aren't a big bag of shit. You're a good person. And as long as you keep trying to be a good person, eventually you'll be a good person. A big one for me is uh, setting an example. Um, when it comes to my kids, uh, I want them to see me doing the things that I want them to do. You know, I want my... I want my daughters to see how I love my wife so that when they grow up, that's what they expect someone to love them like. And, you know, same goes for my son, how, you know, how he should treat a woman. And it's just very important to me. And when I was drinking, that was not the case. I had a sharp tongue. I was I was easy to anger. I would snap at my wife, snap at my kids, and I would say hurtful things to my wife in front of my kids. And, you know, I'm never going back to that. That's not going to be a thing that ever happens under my roof again. And uh, just setting the example for the kids. Uh, there, You know, the monkey see, monkey do, and... The old thing, like my parents used to be like, oh, do as I say, not as I do or whatever. But, you know, my mantra now is do as I do. So I want them to see the things that I want them to be doing. So I set the example. I clean up after myself. I expect them to do the same thing. I treat them with respect, and in turn, I expect respect from them. I don't raise my voice. I don't yell in the house. I mean, I don't even like it when my kids yell across the house and be like, Daddy! And then I come walking into the room calmly, and I say, Do we yell in this house? And they say, No. I said, What do you want? And then like, I want a snack or whatever it is. And I'm like, you couldn't have walked the 20 feet to the other room to tell me that. And of course, I understand they're young, but I'm hoping that if I instill the little things like that in them now, then, you know, when they're adults, my son, for instance, isn't going to be sitting in another room and be like, hey, honey, bring me another beer or, you know, yelling at his kids across the house. So 
that's something. And also just, it's nice not to have the screaming and yelling. I've got four young kids and anytime I can actually hear myself think is nice. So try to keep the yelling to a minimum. And also there's always at least someone trying to sleep in the house. So the yelling kind of messes with that. And it's been said many times and many ways on pretty much everything ever, but health is a very good way to boost your self-confidence, your mood, self-esteem, all that stuff. Uh, So do something for your health. If you have zero exercise experience at all, then start with a walk. Do a little walk around the block. Walk your dog. If you don't have a dog, get one. And then walk around the block with your dog. If you don't want a dog, then just walk around the block, I guess. Just anything. Anything out of the norm is better than nothing. Some form of exercise just to get the blood moving, the body moving. Um, I know that there's a lot of pretty affordable gyms out there, but... I know that they can be expensive and just getting to the gym is hard. I've heard people say that the the hardest piece of equipment at the gym is the front door. And that can be true. So just do something. Sit-ups, push-ups, walking, you know, anything to get your blood moving. Another big one for some people is meditation or uh, what do they call it? Mindfulness. Uh, that's something I'm not really into. I hope to be into it at some point. I mean, the best I can do is I pray and I practice, um, breathing exercises. My favorite is, uh, box breathing where you inhale for four seconds through the nose, you hold it for four seconds, then you exhale through the mouth for four seconds And then you sit there for four seconds with no air, and then you repeat the process. So it's a 16-minute cycle. So four in, hold it for four, hold it for four, and then start it over again. And that helps to calm me down. I actually enjoy doing that in the sauna at the gym because it also helps clear out my sinuses. As I said before, I've got allergies. They suck. And anything I can do to get the stuff up in my nose moving is uh, is good to help with all that. As far as uh, like diets and food and all that stuff goes, I'm not your doctor, I'm not some kind of health coach. So, I mean, everyone knows what they should and should not be eating. So don't eat crap and you'll be fine. I know that a lot of people new in recovery have, you know, they replace alcohol with sugar Um, I mean, if it's going to keep you from drinking, I won't tell you to stop, but it's probably a good idea at some point to start moderating that as well. Find other things to replace the sugar cravings with. Um, Some things mentioned like a higher protein diet will help with the cravings. And worst case scenario, just eat a lot of natural, organic, like things that don't come in a plastic bag with the animal cartoon mascot thing on it and you'll be okay you know 
meat and fruit and vegetables, maybe a couple of grains and some, you know, dairy and stuff. Just stay away from like the if it has a character on it, you shouldn't be eating it. Moral of the story. That's that's my hot take. One of my favorite things to do is set goals for myself. I uh, bought myself a month or yearly planner that's broken down into weeks. Uh, and then it has you know, each day of the week. But on each week, there's a list of weekly goals. And they have little check boxes for each day. And then on the month page, there's monthly goals. And there's nothing that makes me feel better than, you know, checking boxes and knowing that I'm getting stuff done. It makes you feel accomplished, which helps with, you know, that sense of self, like the sense of accomplishment and it boosts my confidence and my self-esteem. I always feel better if I feel productive. So like a quick look at my thing is, you know, I try to drink a gallon of water every day and I remember to take my supplements that I like to take to help me just with, you know, daily life and function like fish oils and, you know, stuff like that. And my kids have been sick lately. So definitely vitamin D3 and some zinc, some vitamin C just to keep the playground plague away. Because it seems like, you know, they've been sick like every couple of weeks for the last year, at least in the winter time. And, you know, another thing is just uh, make my bed every morning. As soon as my wife's out of bed, I go in there and I make the bed. Uh, I also like to read a little bit every day. So that was one of my goals. And as I've been progressing through them. I increase the goal or change the goal. Like once you've been doing something for, I think people say like 21 days, it becomes a habit or whatever. So, you know, set yourself your goals and do them every single day. And if you rack up 21 days in a row, it's probably time to pick a new goal or, you know, whatever you're trying to form into a habit. So if you're not good about brushing your teeth at night, Bam, make that a goal. It's not very hard to do. And if you have more invested in it, then, you know, you get to check one of those boxes and there's an immediate sense of accomplishment when you do that. So that's another thing I highly recommend is tracking your goals, turning your goals into habits. And then for the larger goals, like for me, I'll have a monthly goal like read a book, like the whole book, get the book done. Or clean out the garage, you know, like that's not a goal that you want to set as like a daily goal or weekly goal, because if you don't get it finished, then you're going to feel like shit. So just bigger things like that, just something you can do a couple hours at a time, but over the course of the month, it gets done. You're still going to see that as a win. It's still going to feel good when it's done. And we can take everything that we've talked about here and apply that to parenting if you feel good about yourself, you emulate self-worth and self-respect, then your kids are going to pick up on that. Once again, do as I do, not as I say. And if they see you kicking ass and taking names, then that's what they're going to do. Be the person you want your kids to be. Bottom line. If you you know, don't want your kids growing up to be little pieces of shit, uh, then don't be one yourself.
be a good person, take care of yourself, get some respect. If you respect yourself, then your kids will respect you, then other people will respect you. So you put this stuff into practice and it'll help a lot with your sobriety and just in life in general. You will be a new person. I know I am and I ain't ever going back. I'm sure you guys heard the baby cooing and the cat meowing. You know, there's always something going on in this house. So I have my little co-host today, Daisy. She is three months old. Oh, there she goes sneezing. Oh, and again, bless you, Daisy. So before we sign off, just wanted to remind you guys to send any questions or comments to my email, soberdadpodcast at gmail.com. The podcast webpage is up. That's just basically another area to access the podcast. And that's at the soberdadpodcast.buzzsprout.com. And I have an Instagram, but I have no fucking clue how to use it. So maybe someday I'll figure that out. And that's all I got. So I'm John Skillman. And remember, raise your kids, not glasses. (laughs) 